It works better like that? Oh yeah, because the mic's on the back. Yeah, are you questioning me? I'm questioning. Hello, and welcome to the Dulcimer Geek Podcast. Hello. Hi. Hi. So, whatever. <laughs> what is the deal here? There's, a, there's an extra person here who didn't speak. <laughs> so, but they're not going to speak, I think. You know, Amber, could you right. introduce your silent guest? Yeah, I have a husband. His name is Shad Clark, and he's sitting here, but he doesn't want to talk, and that's usual, so it's all right. He's a nice guy, though. He's, you know. he's pretty nice, and he'll smile a lot. So He has a great smile that reminds me of my son. So he's here. Like at his that. first ever Dulcimer Festival. We did this oh. last year, right? We all sat around the, all sat table, around the table last year. We had Butch Ross. Yeah. And Sarah. And oh, that's right. Sarah. Yeah. That was wonderful fun. Sarah is off doing a sound check right now. That's right. And she should be here in a minute. So for somebody who's never come to a... Like, Amber. Yeah. What were you worried about? Like, I wasn't worried What is worried Shad going that, that to... That was a much kinder way of asking that question. <laughs> what were you thinking? Oh, we're back yeah. to the husband? <laughs> Are we back to the husband? Yeah, yeah. I mean... this he is has a name, Steve. <laughs> it's Shad, right? It's Shad. Shad. Like me, Shad? He just nodded his head, yes. This, he's not <laughs> smiling. It's great. Chad, there's so much that you could help us with because you're experiencing things that very yeah. few people get to experience. What do you do for a living? <laughs> Just sign. He's a mime. <laughs> he's, well, he's, now he's climbing the ladder. Ooh. Oh, that's yeah. Now there's a wall. <laughs> so you, you, that was a hammer? All right, so Dale... Um, Carnegie? Yes. How to Win Friends and Influence people. That's right. Wrong wrong name. Okay. Um, I meant to call you Dan. Oh, you could have called me Dale. <laughs> I, know that was my, I know who you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, isn't that wow. funny? Oh, I was told that our, this podcast that we did last year was interesting because there was a lot of laughter, but it had a lot of inside jokes. Oh, uh, well, you know what, that's folks? Too that's too bad. That's right. We'll try bad. to keep it on the table this time. It's like that time that... <laughs> you remember? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's... <laughs> well, Aaron's here, too, you know. Everybody knows how skinny Aaron is? He's not Super that much skinny. skinnier, right? Yeah, he is. That's an inside joke because I used to be like super huge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Now, you've always been a pretty skinny. Skinny? Yeah. Why really? did you not say the what? S on your word? Did I say Kenny? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Kenny. I'm a pretty Kenny guy. I have a Stephen Kenny the in Kenny's my Kenny's are here. Yeah. Yeah. They're great folks. They're I love them. Yeah. Yeah. So we all just talked for two full days. Yeah. And this is right before dinner on the second day. You know when people say to me, like, how's your class going? Like other, our colleagues, know. our peers will say, how are your classes going? And what do you usually say? I don't know. You, you really don't know. say that? Because I don't know if they're getting I'm pretty sure they're getting it, but we have no idea of really knowing how our classes are actually going because we don't hear what they're saying once they leave our classroom. And their faces can be misleading. Yeah. It's always a shocker when the person who looks like they're super unhappy the whole week comes up to you at the end of the week and they're like, I just wanted to say best class this ever. is my this is my my favorite class I've ever taken. Right. The best yeah. class ever I've yeah. ever taken. Yeah. But then that's ten people leaving in the room that are being very quiet and they're averting, you know, your eyes. I sometimes think there's one person saying this is the best class I've ever had and the rest of them are thinking, Let's get out of here. But not about you, I mean about me, you know. But it's hard to know. <laughs> it is hard to know. Yeah. 
but you guys never well, have I'm that experience. I'm happy and my what? classes are great. I'm having a great day. This has been the best festival ever experience for me for a long time because really? Dan let his past self teach a class. Oh, oh right. I did. Yeah, We're going to like this, Stephen Seifert. Hmm. Uh, teaching a hard thing on Hammer Dulcimer, playing in every key around the cycle. You know, that's difficult to do. So guess how I made it easier? So I pulled up my dulcimer school lessons that I've already done. And at the beginning, I'm doing the B-E-A-D-G-C-F. You let a video teach and you left the room? Yes. And it's way better than me. No way. No, I didn't leave the room. Past Dan is far superior Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I'm clearly losing some facility as time goes on. Well, you never see me here. Why is Amber not leaning in closer to the microphone? So let me tell you. Let me because tell you what happened. Because she doesn't actually like me. Well, listen, she doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah, I think I she's that's... worried you don't like her. Here's what happened, and this is what this was an experiment. <laughs> honestly, I wanted to see how it worked. What's that? So this was I was teaching the circle of fifths it's backwards, and the bead. Oh, we're back to the video. I want you to the circle of fourths. Then cycle of fourths, circle of fifths, depending on how you want to look at it. But on the thing, I was asking the students to repeat after me, and I started playing this video. And like little robots, they all started repeating everything perfectly in time. And then as in the video has all this graphic stuff in, and they all they were like into it, and it was so cool. And then we went to the next part, and so we did that for probably five to ten minutes. And I asked them afterwards. I said, I just wanted to see how this works. What do you guys think about doing this in a class? And they said, best ever. Oh right, best ever. Because <laughs> except it had, for the ten that were no, quiet. No, because it no. It has the note names on the screen. Oh, that's kind of nice. And it gave them visual aids. And we're used in to... In time. We're used in time. To and it was actually showing the sheet music scrolling. Things. Screen things. We're used to screen things nowadays. Yeah, there were a couple of times during class they reached up and tried to swipe me. Thank you. <laughs> so, Dan, since you... Did they swipe you to the right or to the left? To the right. <laughs> to the right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Dan, since we both <laughs> play the same songs every concert... We could start doing video of us playing instead of us That's actually being true. there. I'm, I'm debutting new stuff tomorrow. This is interesting, though, because, Debut. you know, we're at a week of camp. And I don't think there are televisions in any of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or refrigerators. This is true. But I wonder if the lack of, I wonder if the presence of technology would, if they would learn differently. Because this is now hooked. the only aspect in life that we don't use technology in is teaching dulcimer, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're pretty old-fashioned <clears throat> in how we're teaching here. Though one of them said Ken Gardner so. is regularly, when he teaches now, using a screen, a camera pointing down I his dulcimer and a screen overhead. Uh, because it lets everyone see from the Couldn't you put overlays on that, too? Yeah, you could. You could. That, you that's could. the way to do it. I've but, always but then I'll spend the next this. year working on the overlays and decide it's a bad idea and too much gear to no, carry you, But you're quicker and smarter than you used to be. That's not true. It's the opposite. For a time, you're yeah. going to be quicker and smarter than you used to be. Anyway, I'm not going to Past Dan would have worked on those overlays. Past Dan, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at, at the Folkcraft uh, event up in um, Woodburn, Indiana... All the teachers had a camera on them. Oh, that's right. And yeah. we had a big screen behind that's us. That's true. It, it was great. I struggled with that. Really? Because of the angle that I sit with. Oh, me too. We had, yeah. I had to move the camera a little. Yeah. I think I even made the 
camera be upside down or something? I did something. It was, uh, yeah. It, I went through my first class and then realized that I just clearly demonstrated my evolving bald spot. So oh, really? Yeah. You have a bald spot? I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's back. Oh, I just think that's it's normal. Just like a swirly thing. It just looks like yeah. a happy it's head. A, a happy what? A happy head. <laughs> I don't think you have a bald spot. Not that bald spots can't be happy, right, Dan? Right. <laughs> I have hair stories. <laughs> I'm not going to tell them. You know, you're making me think, though. Amber, you're the one who said about the technology. What about just a big iPad? So if it's not that I'm wanting them to watch me play the whole time, but there is material that I can present better where they're seeing note overlays and things. If I just said, hey, everybody, here's a tic-tac coming close. And let's all just look at the screen for a minute. Our full-color photos maybe have been edited or something. Yeah, because we're all going to be really close to smelling each other's breath. Mm. Do you smell mine right now? No. I'm I was on that... trying to decide if you were talking about a mint or a game. No. Huh. You guys do that thing during the day where you know you haven't had water for a long time, and so you start working to make your air go down, and so I'm afraid people can tell that I'm talking like this, and I'm just not really saying I don't things. know nothing about that. <laughs> but your complexion looks well, really good. I told good my like class you. at the Session 5 class that they all needed to drink water because I hadn't, and so probably they enough. haven't either. You haven't been either. Oh, I've been, I, I down water. Really? Hardcore when I'm teaching, yeah. I probably go through the equivalent of about six bottles Dude. of water throughout the day when I teach. Thank you. Well, that's, that's, good. Good. that's good. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, talk yeah. very much when, when I'm not at these, like, at events. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But here you talk a lot. A lot more than I'm used to. Mm. Yeah. They work with junior high students. They always tell you if your breath is bad. Yeah. Or your grandkids. Or they tell you what you ate. <laughs> Mrs. Clark, your breath smells like pork chops. Oh, my goodness, really? <laughs> that's did you really have pork chops? Or did no, your breast smell like pork chops? That's, that was what I got the Friday before I came here. Mrs. Clark here. That smells like pork chops. This, this uh, low-carb diet is supposed to produce uh, simple chronic halitosis. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty bad breath, you know. Did you know that because Gandhi fasted so much and walked barefoot all the time, that he was a super callous, fragile mystic plagued with halitosis? <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm starting to feel the need to say the word dulcimer. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of that. Yeah, we got. I was told before we started this tonight that we sometimes have too many inside jokes. I know, but look, really? person I, I who hates inside do. jokes, we're not here. This is not. Do you want to know the truth? I'm, I'm seeking the truth. This podcast <laughs> That's the is not a service to the community meant to meet the needs of every type of person. This is supposed to be us sitting around chewing the fat. And we knew from the onset that most people would not appreciate this. So I say bring on the inside jokes. Come on. I disagree. Ah. Oh. But I think sometimes they're not really inside jokes. We just laugh because we don't know what's going on. So it's really it's an inside of awkward. the inside joke because no one knows what's going on. They're the just joke bad jokes. Is. They're not even jokes, honestly. <laughs> However, in Are you gonna make a case for some kind of universal appeal? I'll make a case for good radio. Could you yeah. could you do it with uh, no vocabulary over like as let's say a sixth grader? <laughs> I don't know about that. I think, I, I do know that when you're trying, if a consultant is working with a radio station and, or working with a morning crew of people, you just tell people over and over again, 
don't leave the audience out of anything. When you're talking, mm -hmm. nothing that's like an inside joke because you just, people, they want to they want to know you. That's also just, a good principle for stage. Stage, yes. Yeah, I, I completely agree for the stage, but I'm just curious um, because off the top of my head, I, I don't remember any inside jokes. Or if they were inside jokes, we usually try to explain. See, so I'm just wondering how many people said that to you. <laughs> oh, look at you going. I on. think one person. I think one person. Now listen. So how, how many people said this? One. And, and we've talked about wait, this wait, before. Wait, I'm wait, with Shad wait. now. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, so how many Shad speaks for me. <laughs> so you can't say it. He no, won't say it. it one, All right, it was one. It was one. So is it possible, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> this must have happened earlier, uh, but the other way. You might be basing a conclusion on a micro sample. There you well, go. Yeah. And yes. we do that all the time, don't we? Like when However, somebody says our class was great and it's one person, yep. that's a micro sample. However... I have noticed before, and even made comments to us both on and off the podcast, yeah. that we're doing inside stuff. And I think you have a problem with it. I think you're feeling outed. <laughs> you feel, I might be projecting. We got a little powwow going, and you feel like you're wandering the edge of darkness. Around That's my us. favorite Aaron O'Rourke laugh. Thank you it. for saying all of that. Yeah. I, I'm sorry I wasn't listening to you. I was enjoying that. This isn't like high art here, folks. Well, all I know is that my classes have been great today. And what people tell me is true. Always. And what I think. But what are you, um, what are you going to do about uh, increasing our mass appeal? We need to get, I don't know. Are you talking about appealing to 3,000 people instead of 1,200? What are we talking about here? I've been, we haven't looked at the numbers in a long time. Do we have any idea how many people are listening these days? No idea. I haven't Remember, that. I showed you guys some charts a while back, and it was like we were sort of surprised. We were in the fifteen hundred to two thousand range. Oh gosh, yeah. we should really focus then, right? Yes. Give them some good content. Wow, well, now we're all at a loss. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think no one knows what to say. The pressure is too great. I think, I think based on Dan's workshop, a good strategy is for us to play a previous, <laughs> the previous podcast right now. <laughs> we could do a poll and find out which was the best one. <laughs> Yeah. But see, like right there, that's inside. We're talking about ourselves. How is that inside? That's referring because to something you just the, the, said on this podcast. It's very meta. Like, but what if the people don't remember that that far in the podcast? <laughs> remember that thing about treating each other as guests? Yeah, but that doesn't count for them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have, Dan and I want to treat each other as though we are guests on the program so that we can remember to be kind. <laughs> But I think we're naturally going to be kind to y'all. No. I'm not kind to you. I'm just saying. I sort of think that we're I'm like brothers saying. and sisters at this Did point. Right? Yeah. I want the, the cord back. Well, yeah, we figured out that there. I gave it to you. half my life now. You, now yeah. I'm talking about the well, approximately. Oh, yeah. That was a wedding yeah. present. Well, I'll take it back. Steve got us a really great <laughs> wedding present last night. He bought us an orange extension cord. We needed it. I got the nicest cord they had. It was had. really nice. It was like twelve or eighteen dollars or something. Wow, <laughs> that was amazing, Steve. We can be free here. We don't have to feel like we have to um, present some image to well, the public. Well, I do need to do something right now officially because 
the theme for this thing has been for me to offer marital, marital advice oh, no. to, to Amber and to Shad at every opportunity, and I didn't do it just now. I'll give you $20. So listen, listen, this is important, Shad. Do not buy her a Christmas present ever at CVS two hours before Christmas. Uh, unless it's a really appropriate gift. Yeah. That is a wise statement <laughs> from Dan Landau. Don't Okay, do it. it's probably not a good idea. However, on Valentine's Day, <laughs> the economical solution is really the day after Valentine's Day. <laughs> and that's the end of the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's good. That's true. Dulcimer, dulcimer, dulcimer. So, so you're at, yeah, so sometimes it is appropriate, apparently, I've learned the hard way, that the husband needs to increase their appeal in the marriage. They, they, they can do things that make them more appealing to the uh, other person. And that can be a good thing, right? I don't see why it'd like be a bad brushing thing. your teeth, getting Valentine's gifts on time, not yeah. forgetting your anniversary date. Not using the guest bathroom because it just is another bathroom we have to clean later. <laughs> All this kind of stuff. Hey, you're getting personal. All right. All right. I hate to get real. Let's go for some more mass appeal. Listen. <laughs> Tell me something that's worked in your classes and something that hasn't worked today. Well... I just came from teaching a bluegrass jam class in which I made them all take solos and there's always that moment of no one wants to do it, everyone hates this idea, and they almost walk out. And then they left smiling. No, that's good. So I started with just having them play solos over a, a random chord progression. And we're using pentatonic scales, so you can play anything in a pentatonic, de-pentatonic scale. And the the only wrong answer is not to play anything. Everything else is right. So if you play any notes at all, you've done it correctly. <clears throat> you got a you got a one that didn't work that you bailed on quickly. What didn't work that I bailed on quickly? Mm, come back to me. <laughs> it was all good. It was all good. Yeah. Was all I, good. I immediately block out all the negative experiences yeah, yeah, in my life and hold right only away. on to the, as soon on as to they the happen, really good ones. Which is why you think your classes are going really well. They're great. <laughs> my classes are wonderful. I love sisters. <laughs> so We're I'm like teaching brothers. fiddle here <clears throat> instead of dulcimer. But the, the thing that I thought was most interesting about my classes today, you can draw your bow across the string and get a sound, a decent sound. Or you can work on drawing your bow across your strings and creating really good tone and dynamic and richness content with how you are starting and finishing your bow stroke. So it's these, everyone can play Twinkle Little Star, but it's those really fabulous musicians who when they play Twinkle Little Star, it sounds far better. It sounds good. It's the same notes, it's those little things that they figure out how to do better. So I've been working today on the little things. That's nice. That make things, and it's those things that you figure out as you play, and they're perhaps really hard to figure out how to teach. That makes sense. You got got one that you wish you hadn't done? (laughs) I should not have started trying to explain double stops today. 
It's too soon. <laughs> so it was one of those things that you walked into and you realized... Too soon. Too soon. Should have... Yeah. Should have waited. Yeah. Okay. Aaron? Okay. Um, well, one of the things I, I've known this... Or I'd, I'd heard this previously, that the first time... Uh, uh, someone hears something that they're about to play. If you they hear it up to speed first, that sets sort of a new uh, a new level for where they expect themselves to hear it. Versus if you, or I'm sorry, where they expect themselves to play it. Okay. Um, versus um, demonstrating something slowly before hearing it up to speed. Even the first time. Yeah. So I've tried to make a regular habit of demonstrating something up to speed, even if it sounds crazy, which is like. My first period is all on rapid fire triplets, and if I play everything slowed down, it's gonna sound kind of weird. It's not gonna. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go the opposite with that. No, <laughs> so, but it's also kind of a cool feeling whenever people hear something the first time and they they go, "That just no, we're not gonna do that in an hour," or "I'm not that sounds impossible." Uh, and then by the end of an hour, they have all the mechanics. Like, that's kind of a cool thing to see yeah. them go from terrified to happy mm-hmm. and going, like, I always wondered how you did this, and now I understand. And that always feels like a win. That's good. Um, in one class I'm teaching called uh, What's Your Style, where we the first day we looked at traditional playing. Um, today we looked at flat picking and moving forward. We're going to look at uh, finger picking. And this kind of goes to what me and Steve just talked about in the most recent Dulcimer School video. Um, sitting with the Dulcimer... Super flat, flat, nerdy video. Super nerdy video. Way nerdy. Yeah, yeah, and I, I told them that. It's, it's like, a, is it 40 minutes on why so, we lean the Dulcimer up? So, I don't know how I'm going to change this in the future, but the whole getting people to try playing the Dulcimer tilted up did not go very well. Did, okay. Well, it did for some people, but I think... I could take some more time on that, slowly kind of easing people That's interesting. into this. I think you see, and I'm not kidding, the biggest problem is the ones without a strap. Yeah. So you can't just take straps, because not everybody has a strap button. Right. And you really can't take a drill. I mean, I'm confident I could install strap buttons, but you know eventually you're going to screw one up. Right. But really, if they have a strap on there, <laughs> I, I would love to start doing that more with classes. That's it, yeah. Because we, you know, I always avoid talking about it. But the truth is, there's some things we do that are kind of difficult, flat, and easier with the ink, the instrument tilted up. Yeah, well, the central... One thing that I remember uh, came to mind that I said when we shot that video about technique was knowing that, um, that playing flat has its benefits um, when you're playing traditional stuff. It, it you said that. I didn't... It, no, no, no. I didn't disagree when we shut the video because I wanted to disagree. think about it some no, more. No, I think you did say I, I disagree with you. But, well, uh, but I shut up thing. or something. Here's the what thing. What a blessing. Okay, well, here, if I hold my hand out this way, mm. I have more of a stretch between my pinky and my thumb. Oh, yeah, right we, now, yeah, that's right. Versus my pinky and my index. He's holding when his I'm, hand out flat. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so if I'm playing the dulcimer flat, it's easier for me to use my thumb than it is tilted up. I can get this bigger stretch more comfortably for me. Do you disagree with that? It's easier to play with your big toe if it's flat also. Okay, so big toe aside, do you disagree with what I just said? And then I'm going to ask you. I'm not trying to be argumentative. No, I know no, no. that I if wanted, we, I just want to know. Trying. If we <laughs> tilt it up. Yeah. It, it feels a little awkward using the thumb, but maybe that's just because I never used the thumb much. Well, look at the up. position that it puts your hand in. It puts these other fingers way out of function, Is and even Chris this I don't like. Is your bent that much when you're playing your dulcimer? 
No. But if I'm using my thumb and the dulcimer is angled this way, unfortunately the folks at home can't see it. Uh-huh. But if, if the dulcimer is at an angle, then yeah, if I'm going to use my thumb, I have to rotate my wrist to get no, my No, this thumb. way. This way. Yeah. It's usually Up like and this. Down. Some Up things are You guys should change the subject. But this is not translating. Some short. things... Sarah! Sarah! Some things are hard. That's all. You're right. Sarah just walked up. Sarah, do you tilt your dulcimer when you play? Do you do you angle your dulcimer? Yes, I do. Tilt it up. So all of us do. All of us do. That's weird. Sarah just came from sound check. How was it? It was great. It was easy and fun. We have the best sound man here at Black Mountain. Caleb. Caleb works so hard, and he makes performing. Easier task. Yeah, That's nice. well, it was at this table. Well, it was another table in here last year that we were talking about how cool it is that Chuck Mosley says you guys just figure out what you want to do for your concerts. Anybody play with anybody, and oh my, is that pleasant? Yeah, <laughs> it's so sweet. It's and working. Caleb can handle it if you just throw something. Throw somebody in for last minute. And yeah. oh, by the way, Amber, would you like to play with me tonight? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's well, how that works. Fiddle banjo. Banjo. Do you know Rockingham Cindy? No, you should we get a bass player after the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Is it real tricky? No. All right, I'm in. All right. See what just happened here. Sarah asked Amber to play, and I just want to say that when the festivals, when the schedule is so tight that you have no time, right. then you don't get time to ask anybody, and you also get no time to rehearse anything, and you get a little less magic during the show. I yeah. yeah. So that's why I appreciate, a, like, I think we have 20 minutes between workshops here. That's yeah. kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. And I would say a lot of festivals have kind of started to figure that out. So that's nice. Yeah. So, do you have anything that went right, anything that went wrong in yours today? I did, uh, what did I do? Something that was wrong. Let me start with that. <laughs> Um, so most of my classes, most of the people in each class I know super well. Like I've stayed in their houses, we've gone out to eat, all kinds of stuff. And in each class, there's like one or two people that I don't know at all. Well, usually when I don't know anyone, my more obnoxious self is hidden <laughs> appropriately. <laughs> but I find myself right off the bat going to super weirdo right off the bat. So I, I'm getting the feeling like a couple people in each class are like going... No, 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 no. I'm not doing this. They're like thinking I'm whacked. Well, you know? A lady came up to me and she was like, You should know, Stephen Seifert saying some really weird stuff in class. <laughs> Are you telling the truth? I am telling the truth. How, I wait, love wait. it. But how many people was that? One. I said a lady. It was a micro sample. <laughs> There was, there was one person in one of my classes who suggested that we all that all the instructors have to take the Myers Briggs class, oh, the oh, test, no. personality no. test, and that that should be part of the workshop description. Oh, it's also saying. the personality type of because she had just come from Steve's class and decided that her personality. I was saw uncomfortable her. with some of the ways. <laughs> that's what she said to me. Okay, I remember. Was her. uncomfortable. And ma'am, with, I remember with, your attitude. Just to be clear. Oh, 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 o
kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you're not sure you're kidding. But I'm she said kidding. it was because of her personality made it more difficult for her to to process some of the ways that you were that was teaching a nice things. Way for but her she liked flat. what you were teaching. It's like, true. She her feedback was that she really liked what you were teaching and she liked what she was she learning. She liked the subject matter. She liked what she was learning <laughs> and she felt like she was learning it. She felt like she was learning. But she was uncomfortable with it. Uncomfortable. I think this is true because I feel like sometimes when I walk into a room, some person now persons are automatically annoyed the second I or walk in. Or is that in your head? No, it's because I. Come no, in. it's because she's <laughs> automatically annoyed by some people, so she knows this is. All right, so I think we have something in common. Listen, I'm not going to cater to you on every level. I want to expect some. I want to expect something out of you. I'm not going to sit there and rub your back and tell you everything's all right but I do encourage my class you know what I I tell oh them God. you're doing great guys let's you know if you rub their back in combination with saying some weird stuff <laughs> that's a bad comment. get fired <laughs> no but but really I think we both start off like let's get to work yeah last weekend I was teaching at dulcimer chautauqua and i remember saying the phrase if you're not going to work on this you're never going to master the dulcimer oh <laughs> that came goodness. out of my that mouth was and i was like whoa sarah you are really mean but you right have now. candy in your class you know, also, like, and also stickers but then i can get away with saying mean stuff like that right yeah, see that's a good idea i should bring stickers like sarah and aaron are just sweet like you walk into their class we're not girl sweet the girl she's aaron. referring to you're right <laughs> sweetness <laughs> and you walk into i think I've never been to a band class. I don't. But I don't really... I've never been to one of your workshops, though. Let's start with what? Sweetness. It's all about... I have a friend who is... um, We're not going to mention the name, but this friend is um, confident, capable, friendly, (laughs) compassionate, effective, and it's sometimes by insecure people... They think this person is full of themselves. Just so that it, this doesn't come off as like an inside joke. Right. You're talking about Dan, right? <laughs> oh, wow. I'm kidding. But I've gotten to know him quite well, and I assure wow. you, with my obtuse personality, obtuse. that you are a kind, wow. fairly selfless okay, person. Oh, Sarah, I'm making really glad that it's not her. <laughs> but insecure, socially uncomfortable people That's with me. traumatic events in their past might find you and me a little much. Yeah, probably all of it's, us. No, but... So we need to raise yeah. our massive no, people. Like... Then the person like that should go to Aaron O'Rourke's class. But he's not all that sweet. He's pretty. You're no, pretty, he's pretty sweet in class. I've heard his class. Really? Yeah. <laughs> pretty nice. I mean, I laugh. I tell somebody today. I've I said you have nice in hair. Aaron's O'Rourke's class, where he would say, "I think you should try it this way." That would never come out of my mouth. So what would you say? <laughs> Move your finger up. You're flat. Amen. <laughs> yes. You idiot. <laughs> That's great. But I'm constantly padding all that with stuff like, hey, you're doing a great job. You just need to move your finger because it's flat. But you're doing a good job. Don't take it personally. Keep it up. You can do it. I keep telling my students, I know this is making you uncomfortable. I know that you feel uncomfortable right now. Let me tell you how uncomfortable you feel right now because I know that what I'm asking them to do is far outside their comfort zones. But I want to reassure them that even though they're feeling like by feeling uncomfortable, they're doing it right. Yeah. 
Because sure. you don't grow unless you feel uncomfortable. If somebody was in my class with a sexist attitude and they were pretty much not liking men no matter who the man was, they're not going to like me. Right? <laughs> How would you know this? <laughs> just so that I'm just guessing. Off as an that's, the only, that's the only reason anyone Sarah. ever <laughs> That's the only yeah. reason somebody would dislike me. Because they yeah, just yeah. don't like men in general. Full of <laughs> the only <laughs> reason somebody wouldn't like me is if they had a mental illness. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Amber, at lunch today, yeah. or breakfast this morning, you said one of the most effective teachers you've ever had was someone who wasn't super nice to you, who just oh, like, yeah. no, you're you playing it wrong, morning. and you said you learned and remembered stuff from that class. I did. You, yeah. I learned the most from a fiddle class where he didn't let us pass if it wasn't actually what it was supposed to be. He would say, play it again. We're going to get it right. Play it again. And if you so missed it, he would say, listen, John's going to play it correctly. And they would go around the circle and it would come back to you. And also in that class, he made every person play individually so he could hear what they were playing. Okay, so that sounds like a very effective teacher. But this thing that we've talked about on the podcast before... Some people don't come here for that kind of instruction. They're, They're coming here, here for fun. Vacation. They're coming for right. fun, and that's okay. And you don't know which one is which in your class. No, and you got both. Also, I so. that I think that style of teaching appeals a lot to people who are competitive by nature. Mm. Uh, there's so a there's sense a... of like I'm. I have like I have to prove something, or like I have to get I have it to play it. I have right. to play it by myself. And a, like to perform it for the teacher, oh, or yeah. like the, someone else is going to play it right for me because well, some I'm people not doing have it issues right. like, with being in front that, of people. That to me creates an atmosphere that's more competitive than communal. Hmm. You sure you can't have competition in a communal setting? But it is hard to I'm, if someone isn't getting it and everyone's you playing can. all at the same time. I just Often don't like it. <laughs> you funny. can find that person, but sometimes someone could slip under the rug and they totally didn't get it. I think that it's important that we can't make everybody happy, but we should try to make most of them happy. That's the way I look at it, because they're paying me. Yeah. Yeah. I think our greatest chance for making them be happy is for them to be doing something as opposed to us to be talking about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is why we should wrap up this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a thing, it's not unique. On the positive side today... We're doing some really hard stuff. Besides showing your past self. Showing my past self. But that helped to just focus and let people see. Was that inside? We didn't talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, we did. Yeah, okay. So I told you I'm losing some facility. It's it's okay. You're doing great. Oh, thank you. Wow, now I'm nervous. (laughs) On the negative, so so yeah, that was good. I think that was a good thing that worked. It allowed people to see something that was very organized, which maybe isn't my best thing. I know what I want to teach, but this showed it. It had all the stuff they could see. On the negative side, we are in one of the classes, we're learning uh, the Bach Convention number one. And I have a couple of piano players in the class who have played it on piano. They know it's a right hand, left hand. And this is an arrangement that I made. <clears throat> I told them at the beginning, and the class consensus seems to agree, I am not giving you the sheet music to this. This is a one and a half minute song that's going to take us every minute of each day to learn by the end of this because it's hard and if I gave them the sheet music they'd just stare mm-hmm. at it and would yeah. never get it yeah. and I've had these ladies correcting minor things about the score Which, mm-hmm. and I could see the rest of the class just bristle when they start again now, how do you what would you guys do because I, I want you know it's early in the class and I want to be nice to them 
What do yeah. you do? Sarah would give them I candy was stickers. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sort of in the same situation. I'm teaching a, an Eastern Kentucky fiddle tunes class, and in the description I wrote, "This is completely by ear. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you tablature at the end of the week." Yeah. And I would, you know, every once in a while, every once in a while, I'll be like, "Okay, you know, at the end of this phrase, you're, you're ending at a seven. Like, I'll, I'll tell them the fret number. I'll be like, "Okay, make sure you end up at seven, You know. And I'm doing my best to like not give them individual fret numbers. Um, and like, I had a couple ladies like raise their hand and be like, "Can you can you give us what what fret is that?" And I'm like, "I'm not going to tell you," <laughs> because like that's not what the class is about. The class is about listening and not. It's not about that tune. It's not the yeah right it's right. It's about how to learn. Absolutely. Or one way to right. learn. So how right. would you? So how would you, you handle the dance situation? I just, I, in, in this class, I was like, well, this, this class is about listening. Um, I want you to step back and look at the big picture. We're going to play it 50 gazillion more times, and, and you'll get it eventually. But people are giving and you a did. hard time. And they did. And they did. Well, I think it bothers the rest of the class more than it does me, mm. just um, because it takes up class time. Mm-hmm. I tell people we're trying to do something I am not classically really trained, so some of what I'll be showing you with this Bach thing um, is not maybe exactly the way somebody else would do it, but we don't have enough time to go into the intricacies of interpretation for this period of music. So, you, those of you who know more about it, please meet with me after class, and I'd be glad to listen, but we need to stay on track right now. Right. And it's piano. They're used to piano, which is definitely different than hammer dulcimer. The way you approach, yeah. The way you approach the learning and the playing of the piece. Right. So it might work to approach it from that standpoint. I understand this is a classical, you know this from a classical piano standpoint. And to be able to turn that off and approach your dulcimer from a dulcimer standpoint instead of approaching it from yeah. Yeah, that's good. piano. I think you just need to be humble and say, I don't know everything about this, but we really have to stay on track. That's all. Mm-hmm. You can thank them for their knowledge, but ask them to hold off. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what I've done. So often, often when people... We as instructors sometimes think we're, we think we're helping and we're not. We may be given too much information. That I think maybe that's sort of where they're coming as students. They think they're helping by offering more information. Yeah, so honor that and then shut them down. (laughs) (laughs) Then what we really need to be doing is running this thing about 30 more times because this we're trying to get you to memorize this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really hard thing to come to a class where you don't know the students or the level of the students and to try to teach everyone. It's really hard. I actually have tried to to give some time at the beginning of classes for conversation. Conversation meaning like people can ask me questions and I'll I'll respond with like a more in-depth answer. But then once I get to the point where it's like, okay, we're ready to start, which is usually like five minutes after the class has technically started. So if people are trickling in late or whatever, like there's, it's also they're not going to miss something. So there's this opportunity at the beginning. I've started doing that recently. What sort of questions are people asking you um, at the it, I mean, it can be anything from, like, something that they experienced in a class recently in another class that they had a question yes, or a comment are. about. That's interesting. Um, like, yeah. what's your take yeah. on this other person's interpretation of something? <laughs> or they might um, be asking something about what we did yesterday in the class. Or, you know, they might have 
their piano stuff and you could could engage them in some conversation about like their experience with the piano um, and having played it and even asking them questions about like when did you learn this and when did you play this piece so then they feel like they've had some opportunity to engage with you about their experience and expertise then once I start getting into the content of the class, I leave very little space for questions. And I try really hard if somebody asks me a question that isn't what my goal for the day was, to be like, we'll address that on Thursday. Yeah. Or we'll after address class that on Wednesday. Or, yeah. or I'd love to talk to you about that, but right now we're doing this. So listening to you speak, I'm thinking there's another dynamic that didn't occur to me until just now. Some of these people, students, have been in class with each other all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there might be little annoyances mm. with each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with each other. That's so oh, true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. definitely true. There's not much you can do about that, <laughs> except to try to look for it. Yeah. But this is just yeah. people. You know, Any time you get people together and ask them to cooperate, you're going to have some tension, and that's worth it, I think. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. So I have a question, Dan, for you. Mm-hmm. So, like, the piece that you're doing seems, re- like, super complex, relatively complex. Um, for how, Hammer Dulcimer. For Hammer Dulcimer. Like, it, like, if you showed up on Monday and you had, like, the room was full of new players, like, slightly above beginner players, that there, you know in your heart there's no way they could possibly feasibly feel successful at this. Like, because I've been thinking about that, about, about that lately. Like, how much do you compromise your, your, your plan, you know? Like, oh, yeah. how do you approach I would take, thing? <clears throat> so in this class... This Bach piece is really kind of, it's only a minute and a half long, but there's kind yeah. of three little sections in it. I would tell them, we're going to learn this first section, and you're going to want to learn the second mm. section so much that that's going to be what you do when you go home. Mm. And I would take the first section, and the way that I play it, it's with doubles. With some really fast stuff. I'd cut that in half. Okay. And we'd learn it that way and talk mm. for just a minute about the doubling technique mm. but say that's something you practice at home mm-hmm. and simplify how about you? Huh. Huh. I don't know I'm still figuring all that out you know um, one thing I've, I've, I've been trying to be really intentional with like these past year of festivals is like if I label a class as advanced like it's going to be advanced and I'm going to expect a lot of you and I've been lately I've been putting in my descriptions mm. you need to know the notes of the fretboard before you come to this class you need to know the basics of, of chord shapes, and that's been really that's been really yeah. helpful, yeah. especially this week. Especially if you put those prerequisites in little video lessons on your website. Oh, that's something. brilliant! Yeah. Well, in the case of a hammer dulcimer, <laughs> so that like is I, a good idea. On this one, I put large instruments with extra chromatics. In, in, in the yeah. second one, I said are going to have an easier time in this class, and the huh. one where we're playing around the cycle. Yeah, I saw that in your description. Yeah, and it worked, and we've got a bunch of folks with bigger. It's a it's a wild job. You've got a, a different kinds of personalities. You've got some people that are out on the the, the edges, uh, you know, maybe really strange right. person. You got you've got to entertain. You've got to teach. You you want to put a smile. You want to challenge, but you don't want to break their spirit. And and you got all these different people, and it's wild. And at the end of the day, you want to sell stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You want to get rehired, and you want to sell stuff. And you get rehired if the people of the festival are happy. This is the other hard part. They are. They come with expectations. 
Yeah. That you don't know. That you don't know. <laughs> or you know, you know some of the big ones, the big obvious Probably. ones. Probably. But this is also something I take into consideration. How, by what I teach, is this person going to attend another event? Mm. Yeah. Another event, period. Yeah. You really think about that? I do. I think that. I need to think about that. Well, especially a with idea. a beginner, like a brand new player just wandered in off the street, doesn't know anybody. You know, you don't want to turn because them off. Because if we don't get them to another event, we will have no oh, job. Oh, you, and if you don't get them to another event. Yeah, I have to. No, I think that's Yeah, good. and I think, I mean, you're, in general, you're always going to have a range of levels because beginner and intermediate and advanced are very vague and what broad the heck does terms. that mean and and there's oh, a yeah. large range of what that I? so i i think i'm always thinking about how how can i make sure there's there's at least one thing in each class that makes everyone feel successful and at least one thing in the class that makes yeah. everyone feel unsuccessful yeah i mean yeah. really you want one thing that yeah. they can't do and one thing that they can't do i want to ask a favor you, uh, of you the listener we, the teachers, really, we really depend on you presuming that we have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. We, as a... And as humans, really. I don't know about we people like outside that. of this table, but everybody here cares. Mm-hmm. And would you just give us the benefit of that? We'll give you the benefit of the doubt also. I think it's, it's just a good way to get along with people. It's yeah. what I'm trying to do with my friends. <laughs> also, <laughs> I think it's really okay for you to walk into a class the first day and realize this isn't the place you belong and go yeah. somewhere else. What if you're the That's teacher? The- <laughs> 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 what if I walk into a well, you know, class? Well, you know, Dan, you did ask me to switch classes with you, yes, which exactly. in some classes I think could be kind of fun. You know, this this was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that actually happened um, <laughs> at, at, at this festival. Well, um, it, it, was a, it was a fluke, and it's all taken care of now, but... Uh, what happened? Well, uh, some people... It, here at this festival, the schedule is written on the backs of people's names, oh, name yeah, tags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so this isn't first, the first one. First period, um, some people who signed up for Bing's... Uh, Flat picking Irish tunes class saw no work next to their name. It was a type or just and, a mistake. And uh, and also third period, Sarah, your right hand mastery class had a work oh. next to some names. <laughs> if there was an influx of people in your class, today. oh, that's so funny. So some people expecting um, Irish tunes walked into rapid fire triplets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, and so it's yeah. all kind of the same thing. It's all the same. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Amber's husband was sitting here patiently until the food started to be served, and then man after my own heart. <laughs> I'm leaving y'all. He's the taxi driver, so he has to eat and be ready to. Be I want to follow him to driver. the buffet line. Let's do it. I'm, I'm backing up Ken Kalander in the concert, so I've got to. Okay. Yeah, so we got to finish up. One, one more thought. What's that? And that's the And this is <laughs> I think I totally forgot it, but it was gonna be really epic. Oh, Let's just do it. It's be awesome. do it. Oh my gosh, Amber, that was so epic. Wow. Uh, we trust you that it was gonna be epic. One more thought. We were talking about Let's talk about something else she'll remember. We were talking about trying Steve ways Pickle. to try to be normal. When uh, no. when you walk in it, as a teacher when you feel like you're in the wrong place. Oh, the schedule. If yeah. you're in the wrong class. 
I have a beginner whom the intermediate class is way over her head, but she wants to be there. So she's sitting, soaking it in. She cannot execute it. And she realizes that and asks if she could just put her fiddle in her case and soak it in. And I think that was... She asked if she could. So yeah. she's essentially she auditing the class rather than... I, I so. can't do I this, so too, yeah. but I want, That's a good attitude. To be a, I want to be there. It's a good attitude. Uh, Steve, but it's I think interesting. I've, I've heard uh, you respond yeah. to people inquiring in a really mm-hmm. good way. Uh, once they know that something is going to be in over their head. What do I say? Well, I've seen you get really intense and be like, you are absolutely welcome to sit in on this class. But you need to bring in your best attitude. <laughs> you get upset when something's too hard for you. Right. You're just going to soak this in and try and get as much out of it as you can. And you're totally welcome. But if you are not advanced, you do not get to complain. Yes. My day is made. I got to hear Aaron do a Seaford thing. We need to end this. So, Steve, if your mom was here, how would she end it for us? <laughs> she do this. Let me hear her. She You listen, you might hear her doing it right now. There's nothing else to say. No. We're done. She's <laughs> 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 <laughs>